Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juicebox. Oh, boy. And that sound must mean that we are back for our second installment of our Christmas series this year. Many of you listened last week to our Christmas movies episode, but we are uh, back this week for Christmas, and we are talking Christmas traditions today. But before we get into our episode... Old boy has wanted to read some updates yeah. uh, on previous podcasts, which we occasionally do because new information comes out, and we want to make you guys the most up to date. Right, right. We've been we've been pretty poor at updates, but um, and I wanted to update everybody on. I, I read something about Kid Rock's bar closing down, but I was corrected that uh, I thought it was the Nashville bar. Turns out it's some other bar he has. So turns out it's a restaurant in Detroit that yeah. I had no idea existed. <laughs> yeah, how much do that? you know about Kid Rock's uh, like investment profile? I don't. I know he has a bar in downtown Nashville. Yeah. and because of recent Oprah comments, there's a good chance that that could be renamed too. Right. Yeah. So, so like Honky Tonk Central too. So update number two: a friend of our podcast, Doctor Hay, has been missing for about a year now. Doctor Hay, an uh, entire year. Yeah. For um, our loyal listenership out there, Doctor Hay has come in on the episode a couple of times and kind of given us his what PhD advice on certain things. Yeah. I, so uh, maybe missing. He's been on the lamb, maybe, or maybe the Chinese government has him. So okay. he's been missing since before we did the podcast about him? It's really weird. There's a paradox isn't that, isn't that crazy? We didn't know he was missing at the time, yeah. and we could have turned him in. Yeah. Oh, well, so you want to turn him into the dictatorship? No, no, no. Oh, my I, God. I, I, <laughs> I don't. No, I am not pro-dictator. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So this week we're talking Christmas traditions on Raising Nashville podcast. And um, we know that many of you out there probably have your own traditions. Uh, you know, that could range everything from what meal is placed on the table on Christmas to when you open presents or if you allow kids to open presents early or what movies you watched, as we covered in last week's episode. Um, there are many Christmas traditions out there from decor to, you know, um, the advent calendars to Elf on a Shelf to, you know, there are just these things that continuously compile. So we wanted to give you guys out there a special episode today, of our listenership of our Christmas traditions and uh, I have a feeling some of them might be heartfelt and some of them might be just kind of odd I think we're gonna do a little update uh, or a little a little history on Christmas starting with the birth of Jesus which I think you know. is a tradition <laughs> I mean that's what we're we think that we're celebrating absolutely right. Right. yeah it, I, you're absolutely right before we get into Christmas traditions we should go all the way back and start with uh, maybe some of the listenership out there has not, you know, taken the time to dive into where Christmas came from. Right. So, all right. Approximately 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born, right? Sure. They don't know exactly when he was born, but uh, in the third century under the emperor, Roman Emperor Constantine. Yeah. When they, when they, he was the first emperor to embrace Christianity, and that was in 336 AD. So, and they combined it again with that, with that winter solstice so it's kind of they kind of merged it with the pagan not necessarily so you're saying we're not actually celebrating jesus's birthday nobody knows exactly when his birthday was yeah we're celebrating his birthday but we just it's not confirmed that it was actually on december 25th gotcha juice box was saying that um astrology and there's there's been some like speculation that it may have been in march right 
So then nine months later. That's when the the annunciation was. The annunciation, annunciation was, I mean, we're going down the whole religious right. thing now. If we, I don't know. If, yeah. But, you know, that was supposedly in March based on, uh, like, the stars and stuff like that that were in the sky. I mean, people have done some serious research into this. Trying to so then nine months after that would have been December, about December 25th. Right. Sure. So anyway, so you've kind of got, that's, that's when it's kind of put in stone. That's when it is. I'm not going to get into the Roman stuff too much. But medieval Please stuff. Please don't. It, God, I hate medieval stuff. Uh, I no. I think you're really gonna like the medieval stuff. Like I they, don't. I hate every medieval movie. I hate Game of Thrones, <laughs> which is. Not and now real. you're telling me I Santa hope. came from the medieval world, which well, I hate. I think I think Juicebox is gonna cover uh, Santa a little bit, but like Saturnalia, um, you've also got a combination of uh, Yule and Tide. No, 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 no. Maybe it's just Saturnalia and Yule, but it's extreme drunken party promiscuous gambling like time of year sounds like every christmas i've had for the past decade right it got (laughs) and it got so rough like in the middle ages man they like puritans banned christmas pro christmas people are rioting and it got it got nasty i would love to be a part of a christmas riot I wonder what that's like. You should go up to Portland when they do that Santa Claus. You're uh, just charging people with Christmas trees and throwing candy canes. So anyway, um, you had that. And then uh, there was also back back in during that time, New Year's Eve had gift giving, um, which they merged that with Christmas. So that's kind of where that comes from. But that's not really, I mean, that's not necessarily Christmas how we know it. Gotcha. And, uh, so to update it, I think... Do you have do you have more on Chris Kringle? For our listenership out there, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole about Santa being a dictator on this episode. <laughs> Thank so God, we had enough of that on the last one. Don't worry, um, I am going to talk a little bit about uh, the original Saint Nicholas. Uh, the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named Saint Nicholas. It's believed Saint Nicholas was born sometime around 280 AD um, in an area near modern day Turkey. Okay. He was n- admired for his piety and kindness, he be- and um, he was known to give away all of his wealth and travel the countryside helping the poor and the sick. Uh, one of his best-known stories is the time he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father by providing them with a dowry so they could be married. Right. That sound like a dictator to you? Hold on. Hold on. Well, these are the early days, man. You know, <laughs> and th- this is a real person too. This is not. This Santa is like the before dictator. Vader yeah. turned into Vader. Yeah, you probably you probably would have hung out with Joseph Stalin before he went all Stalin. <laughs> like, but no, that story about uh, Saint Nick saving the saving the ladies. Yeah, like he put the money in their stockings. That's why. That's why you have stockings. Mm. And uh, some speculate they were actually prostitutes as well, you know. Uh, wink, well, wink and- I mean, yeah, who knows? But anyway, that that is one of the one of the stories about him that grew, and he became super popular and known as the protector of children and sailors. Okay, <laughs> so, I'm not, not exactly sure what that means. I um, don't know a sailor, but I'm assuming they have pretty good Christmases too. So anyway, people would celebrate his debt like he died on de- December 6th. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what year, but then people would start to celebrate his year or his birthday or his death day. I'm sorry. Um, and it was considered a lucky day and people would make purchases that day or get married just because it was like good luck. Hmm. Um, and even throughout, like during the Protestant Reformation saints were kind of like looked down on or like kind of started to be phased out everybody except for saint nicholas for some reason he was like still really popular 
So the legend begins. So that was yeah. So he that's the legend that came from him basically. And then around the late 1700s um, in America, at least, it's a uh, Saint Nicholas made his first inroads into American culture in the late 1700s after a group of Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of his death. So then, like Santa Claus, kind of evolved from that. They called him Sinterklaas or Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. And um, very Sa- Santa Claus came from that. Then, like in 1804, somebody named John Pintard kind of like did a woodcut of Santa, and there was stockings in the background and stuff like that. And that's kind of like where this whole thing was like born, like through this artist uh, depiction of Santa. The imagery of of Christmas. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Departments. I mean, as early as the 1840s, department stores were hiring like Santas to like work in their stores and stuff like that because it was already like a draw for people. Uh, late 1800s, the Salvation Army started dressing homeless people in Santa costumes and making them go out and like solicit for funds. Yeah, basically, which is still going on today. Huh. Around the same time as they were putting Santas in department stores, 16-year-old Jack Daniel inherited a distillery and started making whiskey. Wow. Right. Huh. That it, it's we in my mind. It's it's hard to connect those things, but you, you found a way to <laughs> do that. that. There is a connection there somewhere. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Eighteen the eighteen mid eighteen hundreds. Man, they already had people out there dressed as Santa, getting that Christmas money, getting that Christmas money. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, from there on, you know, you can track the Santa just morphs and morphs and becomes what he is today. Yeah. Now he looks so like it brings a, so it brings us to today's time when, uh, as we've covered on this podcast, old boy is not the biggest fan of the legend of Santa, right? Um, or what we tell our children because uh, he considers it lying. Yep, okay. I mean that it's it, it's a lie. Um, we're participating in a lie. To, it's a it's I don't know if it's harmful, but it just seems deceitful. And eventually, she's gonna figure my I'm th- I'm talking about my kid. She's gonna grow up. She's gonna figure it out. And she's gonna be like, okay, so you lied to me for you know five seven years. No, we just prepared you for life, and that means we were telling you this, and then when you find out it's not real, you're gonna find things out in life that you thought were one way and they're really not. So this is your first opportunity to cope with that at about seven years old. That bullshit. I think I, I, I kind of see it both ways now. Like it is kind of training your kid to be like, things are maybe not always what they seem. It sucks that it's you, your parent, the parent that's teaching it, that's lying to them. But it's, it's a good lesson to be like, Hey, don't, believe every single thing that you hear yeah true or you could just be pretty upfront with them and be like hey you know this is what it is and and you can tell them what's real and what's not from the get-go i think okay and so you, you want to treat say, it like the easter bunny i mean obviously whoa, 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 whoa. bunnies cannot put <laughs> what the fuck are you saying <laughs> so let me ask you this when did you find out that santa wasn't real um i was in first grade and i was on the bus and i went to a I so went you're to about a, seven uh, six. Six, six, six. six or seven. I was six years old, and I was on a bus, and I was um, I went to a school that was first grade through high school, and I was riding with old kids on this <laughs> bus, man. So I was sitting in front of these kids, and these two kids, and I'll never forget it. They go, man, I bet these dumb kids still think Santa Claus is real. And, man, it is like a, it, a door unlocked. And I was like, of course. This <laughs> is, of course. I'm so dumb. So I went home. Had the conversation, and then my parents were like, "Yeah, but don't tell your brother," <laughs> you know. And like, so then I had to 
I had I became complicit. I don't know. Yeah. Just, from the from then on. I've so been you like, were forced eh. to lie at a very young age. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just and, and some people that it, it's no big deal to them. They're like, yeah, okay, I found out, big deal. But to me, it was I don't know. So my mom told me, and I'll also never forget this. I was probably around the same age, seven, eight years old, only child, live with my single mom in this like duplex. And I remember coming down on Christmas morning, and uh, there was this huge box that wasn't there underneath the tree, right? And mm. I, it was massive. It was almost half the size of me. And I remember getting so excited and I run straight to that box and she's like, no, no, let's open the presents that have been under the tree and then we'll open that box last from Santa. And I get to that box and I start ripping it open and I'm so excited. I mean, it's a big square box and uh, I rip it and rip it and I tear open the box and I look in and it's a fucking sleeping bag. And and I'm not talking like a sleeping bag with Ninja Turtles on it. I'm talking like a regular Coleman, like navy blue sleeping bag. A man sleeping bag. Yeah, like just a practical sleeping bag. Yes, and I think I look at my mom and I say, I don't think Santa would bring this to me. And I was so disappointed. She walks into the kitchen, about 30 seconds later, walks back out and says, sit down on the couch. I need to tell you something. And right then, we went into the fact that Santa isn't real, and my mom works hard to provide presents for me, and that's what she wanted to get. Do you think she went in the kitchen and took a shot that came back? (laughs) All right, here we go. I mean, all that could have been avoided if it were just discussed up front. That's true. See, I got a different experience. Like, as I've talked about in previous podcasts, like, we didn't celebrate holidays when I was growing up. So, we didn't celebrate Christmas. So, I just grew up knowing that there was no Santa Claus. So, it was like when I started hanging out with kids that believed in Santa Claus, it was so weird. So, you are a product of what Old Boy is trying to uh, accomplish I right think, now. I think Juicebox is a very sensible person. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean... It, it was it was bizarre though to be like because I knew people that still believe in Santa Claus like in third grade and shit. So it was just like, yeah. what, what what's going on here? But pe- I don't know. People just want to believe in it. And all that being said, like, I I'm gonna be complicit. Like I'm gonna do Santa. You know, we're gonna do Santa Claus with our kid at least for a little bit. I mean, it's like. I, I don't know. I, I agree with doing the half and half thing. It's like we bought you these, and then Santa brought brings you one present or something sure, like that. Right. I'm not trying to like Santa does all this. Yeah. Mad. I'm. I, and for the record, I'm complicit too. I mean, I'm. I'm doing it too. I'm right in the same same game, doing the same thing, lying to my child. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride it out. In fact, I want somebody. I want him to find out from somebody else because I don't want to be the bad guy. So I think I'm never I'm just never going to give in until I think he's old enough to actually comprehend that I'm okay, so fighting does, for this cause. Does that mean if somebody else tells him that Santa isn't real, you're going to keep being like, no, Santa is real. Like, yeah, you de- told you it that. depends on the age. You're going to act like you still believe in Santa? Yeah, it depends on the age. Uh, he is when he comes and tells me that. Um, Steven- and if I determine that he is not old enough to not believe in Santa yet, I'm going to say that kid was lying. Uh, you listen a- to your dad. What if he's like 22? He's like, Dad. <laughs> so uh, you so- knock, knocked up a girl and she told me Santa wasn't real. <laughs> So that would be my dream. So, so <laughs> earlier when you were talking about teaching your child not to believe everything you hear, you're going against that direct rule, and you're gonna be like, "No, <laughs> you keep believing." Would you say, "Don't stop believing"? No, I would not say, "Don't stop." Do you believing. guys play that song a lot? I hate you. 
All right, so let's talk Christmas traditions. Uh-huh. Um, you guys growing up, did you have any Christmas traditions that really stood out? And like I said at the beginning of this episode, there are many Christmas traditions out there that many different people celebrate and take part in. And, you know, there's uh, companies out there that are kind of pushing Christmas traditions now. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago that pie in the face game came out and then it was oh, like everywhere. God, yeah. And there's... it just turned into this Christmas thing. And I think that's because everybody is together. Yeah. Um, so I want to know if you guys had anything that really stood out growing up. Now, we all know Juicebox uh, <laughs> is pretty limited on his Christmas traditions. Yeah. Uh, but I have a feeling he is going to create some right. uh, moving forward because, yeah. it, I don't know, it just feels good inside. As much as I don't like Christmas, I like the idea of Christmas. Right. Well, the, And the I hum- say I don't like Christmas is because... You know, when you grow up and both your parents are remarried and you have seven different places to go on Christmas, you're always moving and traveling right. and you just hate it because you can't sit there yeah. and enjoy anything. Right, it's hectic. I, so I get that. I've I've never really liked the actual days of Christmas, but I like the idea of it. Right. Getting family together and, and spending time together is what it's all about, really. Sure. Right. So um, growing up, my mom's family's from Indiana and my dad's family's from here in Nashville. So we would alternate. So we would travel some Christmases. So if we went up to my grandmother's and we'd go up there, we'd, my, my father and my brother, we'd always go watch a movie. Didn't matter. And it's usually a James Bond movie. Sure. So we'd always go see a movie, uh, during Christmas. That was part of our tradition. And we, we would do it here too. Um, and play games when we're in Indiana, we'd play board games the whole freaking time, man. So... I'm ruthless. Oh, I'm sure. That's was a that good a, way to pass the time. Was that like a big family event there? Or like, was there a lot of people? Or Yeah. Gotcha. She's got a huge family. Um, so that's how the family, we'd all get together and play just games all day, every day. Sure. That's, cool. So that's a big, that's a big part of it. Uh, did you guys go caroling? Anybody? I have been caroling maybe one time with like a church group on a Wednesday night when huh. I was 12. Right. I think we've been one time also. And I yeah. don't, I don't, I just remember us doing it, but I don't think it was like, I think caroling is done because it's kind of creepy at this point. And did no, you, sorry, did you go door to door caroling or yeah. how's that? Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah, straight up. But it was, we're in some neighbor. I remember we're in a neighborhood oh that was not my neighborhood and we we're with another group and it was like really nice house. It was nice. It was like kind of cool, but. It was it was different. We only did it the once. I can't imagine if someone knocked on my door and I opened it up and there was just a group of people singing Christmas carols in my face. It's kind of cool. Actually, should we start it? Back? Yeah, I think so. Should we get our friend group together and start caroling? Um, but let's pick some different Christmas carols. Like, um, what's the one that you and Dana did uh, for the music Hollis video? Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas and Hollis. Christmas we should Hollis. we should all get together and choreograph Christmas and Hollis and just oh, do man. that. Dude, I, I don't know. In hindsight, I mean, it's it's kind of nice, man. You open your door, some folks are singing to you, and it's like, all right. And I think you have to pay them. With, sure. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> That'd be great. So one of my Christmas traditions, uh, since I was a little kid and I was old enough to purchase things with my own money, has been Christmas lights. And the reason I have done this, I'm inspired and have been inspired since I was a little kid by my uncle. He 
goes all out every year, and he's actually won the, Na- the Nashville City Christmas Light Competition like three times. Um, oh, he's been in it pretty much most of the years. He doesn't do it as much anymore as he used to, but he used to live in Donaldson, and he created this like winter wonderland around his house, and it was inspiring to me. So when I could was old enough to buy you know things, I bought I think a strand of Christmas lights and started in my bedroom at home, and then. Uh, it got really intense when I went to college and, you know, all of my college friends are out drinking and partying and I'm like hanging up Christmas lights. You were uh, weird. I, I was a little weird, but it was also awesome to get notes in the or cards in the, the mailbox in college from neighborhood people who didn't go to school there saying, you know, thanks for brightening up the neighborhood. Oh, Mrs. Anderson. and Yeah, there you go. And that inspired me to continue further. So now I'm 37 years old. I've got two kids and uh, I I buy more Christmas lights every year. So I'm building to this. I'm not going all out spending a ton of money. I'm just continuously buying the the sale stuff after Christmas is over and anything involving lights. And I think now I counted the other day, I'm up to, you know, close to 4,600 Christmas lights on my house. Um, Damn. How early do you put them up? Uh, this year, since Christmas was short, uh, between Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving was late, I got about three weeks. Um, previous though i've done up to five weeks i've never turned them on before thanksgiving but since the weather's so nice i get them hung up and let them sit there until i'm ready to click that button i got you all right okay how long does it take you to put them up it takes about a day um you know and i'll break it up into chunks i get on the roof i do some things with you know very tall bushes uh i've recently gotten into and only because of my kids uh if my wife is listening i hate this but we have those blow up things in our yard now and i'm just that's not that's not tradition but since the kids love it and they love looking at it i've put i've allowed two in my yard for how long (laughs) what do you mean like just this year uh, I had one one last year. I've got two this year. So now it is tradition then. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not well, buying another one no, next I th- year. I, what, you went from one to two. I'm not going to be that guy with all the blow up shit in your front yard that during the day, like when you're driving by, it's, it's just all laying in the yard. <laughs> it's just it's a terrible. Pile of, yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll give everybody an update. I, <laughs> I feel year. the same way, man. I'm. I think the inflatable things are dumb. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because you do have so many Christmas lights to accentuate it. But like the people that just have like four inflatables in your front yard it's like that's just lazy it is and i miss the deer i miss mounting deer actually that's another christmas tradition technically running around your neighborhood as a teenager in high school and taking those two deer one that's bent down and one that's kind of up on his legs and mounting them um to (laughs) obviously make them look like they're uh procreating that is not a tradition i ever took part in really no oh man we were all about mountain deer down here in nashville growing up in the 90s that's weird i was Mm, i thought it was funny i mean we know from past experiences or past episodes i'm down for some holiday shenanigans oh yeah i've never done that yeah well we we always have this year i guess um so juice box i know that you didn't necessarily or didn't let's say it didn't celebrate christmas growing up but when you finally got into christmas how old were you uh i don't know i think maybe like we started just doing present exchange maybe when i was like 12 or something like that but still no decorating we didn't really decorate no i mean my mom started like later on she started to decorate a little bit around christmas time um but we've never really been like a big christmas tree family like gotcha. we never my and my dad was you know my parents were divorced 
my dad was like living in an apartment. He didn't ever set up a Christmas tree or anything like that. He did give us some Christmas presents. So yeah, I don't know. We didn't we didn't have a lot of strong traditions there. But you know, when I was a teenager and stuff, we did like start to get together and just like hang out on Christmas. And it did, it was still like that whole family event, and that mm-hmm. still continued on to like in, the, in my twenties and stuff. No matter where we were, we all made it back to my mom's house and hung out there for the for the most part. But it wasn't really until I got together with Dana who is you know has a big catholic family and they are all about christmas oh like, they are super super christmas. into it so that was just kind of like eye-opening to me and i was like it was intimidating at first but then it's like okay i'm i'm really into it now yeah don't they have like 20 like santa shot glasses or something yeah they do the tiny little winking santa shot glasses that are like antiques or something yeah we always take a shot out of that like cheersing our grandfather every christmas eve because his birthday was on christmas eve that's pretty cool i think we did uh a round of shots in those glasses for your wedding we did yeah yeah Yeah. that was that was a fun time that that reminds me we i do have a, a christmas tradition growing up that i forgot we always open one gift on christmas eve and it's usually a small gift, but I've I've adopted it, and it's part of my tradition now too. So that Sam. that is a, a kind of widely known tradition. Is it? Yeah, I okay. never got to do that um, unless you were at your grandmother's house on Christmas Eve or something. You got to open a gift, right? And I think that's part of it. But it, and it's usually like a smaller gift, you know, something you don't even want, like socks or something. You know? um, but the thing is, I kind of want socks now. <laughs> I know, man, and that's a sad fucking. It's of, not. Like, if it's the right of, socks, I, yeah. I absolutely want those socks. I got some like form-fitting socks for Christmas, la- or like three years ago, and I still wear the shit out of them. They're the best socks I've ever owned. They probably cost fifteen bucks. No, I'm with you, and I could go get socks anytime I <laughs> yeah, want, exactly. but I don't. And, and and when I get socks, I'm the same way. I like it, but it's a sad turn of events, is what I'm saying. There is one Christmas tradition that my mom has, and. It, towards me and every year she gets me a toy and every single year i'm 37 years old she still gets me a to- one toy every christmas and i honestly think it dates back to when i was seven years old and i opened a big box and it was a sleeping Got bag a man and sleeping she has bag. been trying to make up for this ever since <laughs> that's for great. 30 years well I honestly, I mean, let's be completely honest. That's all I really want my parents to get me, right? Like, yeah. I don't even really want a present anymore from anybody. But I, if my parents give me a gift, when I open it, I expect a fucking G.I. Joe, you know? Yeah. Be creative. Something. I actually uh, was at the mall earlier today, and I picked up a remote control boat um, that goes up to 80 feet. Be careful with that. I mean, granted, technology is a lot better now, but I had a remote control boat when I was a kid for one day because it drove away and that never came back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, drove out of the rage of the remote and I never saw it. You're that. also it's submerging batteries in water. I mean, I haven't opened this boat yet, but I'm assuming there's a pretty protective cover around yeah, it. There, yeah. Should I, be. I mean, they can make your phone waterproof. Surely they can make a toy boat waterproof. So, Mom, this year you're getting a toy. Something uh, I don't necessarily know it's a tradition. And and our buddy Corey and and I talk about this sometimes is uh, when we were kids, I guess, what was it? Was it Donkey Kong that came out or something? There was a Nintendo game that came out when we were kids, and we were like, loved it. Maybe it was Mario 64 or something like that. And new video games on Christmas is like the like the jam dude. yeah that's also very smart for the parents um you right. get them a new video game on christmas and you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want yep. yeah it's a great point yeah. yeah as much as we hate screens on this podcast and we have talked about that before 
I think there's one day out of the year where I'm okay with screens, and that is Christmas. Yeah, Yeah. you need a break too, man. You need a damn holiday. Did you guys ever get a game for Christmas, and then as soon as you popped it in, you played it for five minutes, you're like, oh no, this game sucks. All the time. (laughs) That that was the worst. Because you had no way to play games back in the day. You just were like looking at advertisements and like, you know, magazine articles like, well, this game does look pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, Kirby. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, that is marketing at its best right there. Uh, When you can't YouTube, you know, videos of how people play this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. So um, that's something I'm trying to do with my kid. Like, she doesn't play games. She doesn't. I don't. I think she really even has an interest, but I, I broke out uh, Mario. Yeah, she's because she's totally against everything I like. But <laughs> um, I I busted out Mario, so I was like, "We're gonna play," and we play on Christmas, and we drink uh, one Coca Cola. We split one. That's the only time she ever drinks Coke is on Christmas. Okay, so that's like a little tradition. That's her tradition. Yeah. Um, I mean, many of you out there have you know these traditions, and they're fun and. Uh, you only really have to prepare for it once a year, but then that once a year comes and goes pretty quickly uh, in the you know perspective of everything. So uh, creating traditions is always healthy, mm-hmm. uh, especially for your family. Continuing traditions is great for you know the elders in your family and mm-hmm. just to keep it cohesive. Um, so you know I'm very happy to be able to come on here today and talk about you know some of our traditions gets you guys out there thinking about you know what you have done so far or what you will do over the next few days this sounds so cliche to say but you know don't get caught up in the commercial side of it you know we all like buying gifts for people but don't like stress yourself out about it it's not worth it you know the the just you being around your family and friends is like should be enough honestly what yeah what it's really all about sure and i mean you gotta think bowl season is upon us so people are watching college football um yeah. towards oh, the end yeah. of the year and then sports on chris my stepdad always loved the nba on christmas day um just it's, yeah. it's the same thing as like football on thanksgiving you just sit back and you watch mindless sports for like four or five hours if you have the opportunity to yeah or um, you just hang out with your family and bullshit with them or you know have drinks or whatever. Unless you don't like your family. Um, Yeah. There's some of that. I I mean, mean, there's people out there that don't. Yeah. And then when you go home, you just go in your old room and start digging through drawers in the desk. And I I literally did that over Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's always uh, fun to reminisce. Well, um, Well, is anybody, are either of you traveling? I am not this year. Uh, normally, sweet. normally we travel to Chicago and uh, the day after Christmas. And my wife and two children are making the trek this year. And I'm going to stay back and uh, you know protect the fort. Day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Oh, shit, Dana and Barrett are going to be out of town too. Uh oh, old I'll, boy. Uh, I'll be back around the 27th. So that's a no. Yeah. No, that's two days after Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's okay. a Friday. Yeah. That is true. Red door. Dude. All right. So oh. if any of you are out there, uh, this Thursday, we will be at the Red Door Saloon, probably about sunset. No, too. maybe Friday, right? You're, it, you're back the 27th? 27th, oh, I think. Okay. So we want to invite everybody out there, our entire listenership, to come to the Red Door back room, East Nashville. This Friday, 7 o'clock, you can meet us in person. Uh, we'll say hi. We'll shake your hand. We might even sign an autograph or two. And we might even let you buy us a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd love for you to buy a round of drinks. Um, well, we're happy that you joined us today to talk Christmas traditions. Uh, on behalf of Old Boy Juicebox and myself, we want to wish everybody out there a very Merry Christmas. 
And thank you for listening. Thank you for this year of listenership um, because we've really gained some traction and we, we love doing this for you guys. So uh, again, as always, go on the, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and like us, rate us. Um, and we'll see you next week for New Year's. Yep. Yep. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear. Santa baby, slip a stable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. I'm hurried down the chimney tonight. baby an outer space convertible to light blue i'll wait up for you dear santa baby and hurry down the chimney tonight